0: Hello, hello there, friends, and welcome to episode 235 of Self Kind. I'm Erica. I'm so happy that you're here with me, and today we are going to get into a very, very deep, big topic all about guilt and what we can do with guilt because it is something that can feel so deeply uncomfortable and somehow also be a default for a lot of us. So if you've ever sort of identified as being a bit of a people pleaser or a perfectionist think you know what I'm talking about because guilt can be one of those things that just pops up very much by default. So let's dive into it. Let's talk about what we can do with that because there are some ways around it. Hi and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. How are you doing? I hope you are having a wonderful week. I have got some notes in front of me today. And this episode comes from a little note that I left myself in my phone. And I had written down, is the guilt a result of feeling misaligned with your values or of feeling like you've broken someone else's rules? And as I was kind of thinking about what to talk about today, I was flicking back through my notes and I thought, yeah, we need to talk about this. This is really important. Guilt is one of those things that can feel very..." automatic, very uncomfortable, but also incredibly familiar. And guilt is, I think, one of the primary ways that a lot of us have used to motivate ourselves to do the things that we think we should be doing through our lives. Self-care is often guilt-induced, exercise being probably the main one, the way that we eat. All of those things can often be very guilt-ridden. And It can come up in our relationships as well. We feel guilty if we don't do something. We feel guilty if we do do something. We feel guilty if we say something a certain kind of way. We feel guilty if somebody else appears to be uncomfortable in our presence because of who knows what. We take on that responsibility and feel bad for that as well. And so it can show up in heaps of different ways. And it can feel so incredibly heavy. And I really want to share some ideas with you and some, some tips for moving beyond that guilt. Because from my own experience, I've lived with that feeling of guilt for the majority of my life. Absolutely. And there's lots of reasons why that is, but sometimes, you know, digging into our, into our past to kind of see like, why have I gone the way that I've gone can be helpful and interesting. But sometimes it's just helpful to be like, that's interesting. Guilt's coming up and I don't really want to I don't really want to live like that, right? I don't really want to relate to the people around me like that. I don't want to relate to myself like that. I don't want to relate to the world like that. And so this note that I'd left for myself in my phone around is your guilt because you're being misaligned with your own values or is it because you're misaligned with somebody else's rules, I think is a really useful place to start because guilt is very tied up in this idea of like morality and rules and there being a right way or a right thing, and a wrong. And so I wanna read out some definitions first. Love definitions. So rules, rules are explicit or understood regulations or principles. But when we dig a little bit deeper, the definition of rules also includes control or dominion over people, and to exercise power and authority over. Now, this is super important, Because rules, absolutely, it says, hey, here's the right way, do that. Here's the wrong way, that's bad, don't do that. And when we don't do, we don't follow the rules, the inevitable conclusion is that not only have we done the wrong thing, but we might actually be bad, right? And so that's the guilt. Oh, I did a bad thing or I am a bad person. Guilt, 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 guilt. On the other hand, values are principles or standards of behaviour, activities that give life meaning, and essentially our deepest desires for how we want to be, show up in the world. Quite different to rules and not universal, right? So values are very unique to the individual, although often there is some overlap, but values tend to be very unique to an individual person. Rules, rules are often shared um, although we can have rules for ourselves as well. So sometimes we see this when we like turn over a new leaf and we're like, right, this is the Monday. This is the day. This is the one where I get this right. And we set ourselves out rules. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is my reward. This is my punishment. And we try to control and coerce ourselves into a certain way of being. Now, is there space for the structure of planning? Yes. But I think that when we operate under rules, we really risk making ourselves wrong and bad, and using guilt as a motivator when that's actually not the most effective way to move forward. Now I will say that it is an effective way, right? Guilt is an, is a motivator, but is that the relationship that you want with yourself? I will kind of correct what I just said. It's not. It is an effective motivator. I said it wasn't the most effective. It can be highly effective, but is it supporting the relationship that you want to have with yourself and your body? That's probably the better question. And I would argue for most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, no, because you want a kind, compassionate, loving relationship with yourself and your body. You want to feel like you're in a partnership rather than, you know, power over. Yeah. And so understanding the difference between the values and the rules, I think, is really important. Now, I want to talk about the definition of guilt as well. Guilt, the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime. And then a second part to that is to make someone feel guilty, especially to induce them to do something. So again, this idea of power, control, coercion. So this emphasis on control can show up in lots of ways. And I read a really interesting quote, and I wonder if I've got it nearby. I think I don't. (laughs) But I read this really interesting quote from James Clear. who's the author of Atomic Habits, who talks about in this quote, essentially, like, let's not keep going, trying harder down the same path until we've determined it's the path we want to travel. That's not verbatim at all. But essentially, like, why are we trying harder at a thing before we've decided if it's the thing we actually want to do? And I really like this quote from the point of view that this try harder, be harder on yourself, make more rules, restrict your boundaries more and more. It suggests that we're happy and satisfied with that way of relating to ourselves. And if we could just try harder at it, everything would be fine. And I want to argue that that's backwards. I don't think we need to rely on rules and coercion and that sense of in, in, in inducing guilt because you've done something wrong in order to do the things that support your body and your mental well being and your life and your relationships. I don't want to live like that. And so I want to offer you an alternative way of thinking about this. And that alternative way is noticing all of the times that we actually have choice, where we actually have choice, but we are driven by our guilt. We are driven by our perception of the unspoken rules. And we let that guilt drive. We let that guilt say, you don't have a choice. If you want to be a good person, you don't have a choice. Sometimes when I speak to clients about guilt, they sort of say, but what if I make other people unhappy, right? Like there's this this fear of, okay, but if I don't do the things when I am driven by guilt, if I go, okay, I do have a choice, I'm not going to do that thing, what do I do when people get upset? And I think sometimes we want to assume that people won't, right, like that we've made it all up in our head and that <laughs> no, people will be fine. And the truth is that sometimes us – changing the way that we relate to people will not make them happy, right? It doesn't – they might be like, yeah, I actually really liked it when you did all those things out of guilt because it made my life easier. Um, or we might find that when we start to relate to ourselves through a, a more compassionate lens rather than a guilt-driven one that, yeah, we we stopped doing some things that maybe we had a lot of rules around. So I want to point out that that's a very real thing, right, Um when we when we don't operate under these spoken and unspoken rules, when we don't necessarily operate under the guilt driven system, then yeah, sometimes people will be like, "Huh, this is inconvenient for me," and you might be like, "Huh, it's not as effective um, for kind of ticking the things off my list because I'm not letting guilt drive." And so, I just want to offer it up as an option, right? No rules here, no coercion here. But what does the recognition of choice? Give you, and there's certainly instances where you would say, "Well, we don't have a choice," and I, and I acknowledge that as well. When our safety is at risk, or when, um, when we feel like we don't have a choice, that can be very real as well. So I, I completely acknowledge that. I want to give an example so that this isn't quite so nebulous. So as I'm recording this, it's a long weekend here in Melbourne, sort of. Today's technically not a day off, but most people take it off because we have the Tuesday off and. Uh, so most people just take the Monday off to kind of make it this big, long weekend. And this weekend, my husband is outside oiling our deck. So he spent a couple of days cleaning it and doing all the prep and now he's oiling it. And yesterday he was also fixing a fence and, and doing all this stuff. I am really tired at the moment because at the end of last week, I finished kind of launching um, Soma Home into the world and I have a lot of work that I need to do over the next few days and actually over the next few weeks as I'm doing that course with the people who are inside. And so I've made a conscious choice that I'm not really helping all that much with that job. I haven't touched the deck. I'm not helping with that at all. Helped a little bit with some of the other stuff outside yesterday. And I noticed that when I went into the kitchen before to make a coffee, I looked out the window and I saw him and I thought, oh, I feel really guilty that I'm not helping. And then I also thought, you know what, we both have a choice here. He had the choice to do it without my assistance, and that's what he chose. He knew that I wasn't available to help this weekend. And I have the ability to say, that is not my priority right now. Something else is. And so that's my first tip around guilt, is to simply notice, oh, that's interesting. Guilt's coming up. I feel like I should be doing this. Hmm, that's interesting. But I did have a choice. And this is what I'm choosing. Now, if I come back to my note that was in my phone about like, is the guilt the result of a misalignment with my values? Or is the guilt a result of um, kind of feeling like you've broken somebody's rules, whether your own or someone else's? And so I want to use this example to kind of talk through that. In some ways, it's a misalignment with my values, right? Because I'm like, I want to be helpful. But at the same time, you know, my, my outward turn values rather than my values turn towards myself. But on the other hand, one of my values is like honesty with myself. And when I'm really honest with myself, like that is just simply not my priority. But there is this unspoken rule in my world, in my head that I've made up all by myself, uh, with the influence of culture, of course, that I can't be seen to be doing less than my partner by him or anyone else, right? We have to somehow keep the scores level in order for that to be quote unquote fair. Now I can see that. I can see that I have this unspoken rule. Um, It's the same rule that tells me when he's resting and I'm working hard that that's annoying, right? (laughs) It's the same rule that says when I'm resting and he's working hard that I maybe am doing something bad or wrong. So here's the thing with the guilt. It still comes up, right? I still felt guilty this morning when I looked out the window, but it didn't eat me up and it didn't really stay around that long because I looked at it and I said, that's interesting. I feel guilty. Huh. Wonder where that's coming from. It's coming from this feeling that I've had for a very long time that we have to kind of play tit for tat. That is not a shared rule. I don't think my husband cares at all, to be honest. Um, It is not a shared rule. It is something that I have held and and kind of fed over a lifetime. And I look at that and I say, huh, that's not i'm not I'm not doing that. i'm I'm laying that down. I'm not doing that. And looking at you know what is this aligned with for me? So that acknowledgement, that awareness is key. I think when guilt pops up, like so many other feelings that are uncomfortable, we get so deeply disturbed by it. It's like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. I just want to make it go away. That we aren't willing to kind of like, just look it in the face and be like, that's so interesting. I feel guilty right now. Instead of because I feel guilty, don't be mad at me. <laughs> right? It's kind of this, Ugh. and that ironically is when it will eat us up and hang around for a, he- a heck of a lot longer because we are kind of trying to push it away. Often what we try to push away just keeps knocking louder and louder. It's like, well, hang on. Can you see me, please? So it can be a very interesting way of just like noticing, oh, is this pointing me towards a value that perhaps I'm ignoring? Is this pointing me towards a rule I didn't know I had? Is this pointing me towards a rule that I wish to align myself with or one that I would like to dismantle? So guilt can be a really interesting teacher, a really interesting lens to view ourselves through because we have all of these rules and stories and beliefs that we probably don't even understand that we're operating under. And so if we never look at them, if we never question them, then we don't change. Nothing changes, right? Nothing changes if nothing changes. And if we don't look at that, then we just simply walk around being kind of driven by our guilt, strings pulled all over the place and wondering what's going on. So acknowledging it, noticing it, that's so interesting that I feel guilty. And that's probably like my one tip, my big number one tip. Use that kind of language that just distances you a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, isn't that interesting? I'm experiencing guilt right now. Hmm. Can you depersonalize it a little bit? Because the guilt wants to tell you that you're wrong. The guilt wants to tell you that at your core you're bad because you did the wrong thing. Right, you broke a rule. So, can you take the sting out of it by just being like, huh, isn't that interesting? I'm experiencing guilt right now. Hmm. And then just get curious. When we can notice, oh, yes, I'm judging myself immediately because of the guilt, and we can replace that with curiosity, gosh, like we are in so much more of a powerful place and a power that is very real and not manufactured like the power that comes from all of these rules that we place on ourselves, right? So I feel like I've said a lot, <laughs> maybe enough. <laughs> I would love to know if you've got questions though because I think that guilt is just this is, big, this is a big topic. But, you know, if I rewind a little bit and say that part of what I wanted coming into this episode was to give you some tools for working with guilt, that's the tool right? Noticing, getting a little bit of distance. Oh, isn't that interesting that I feel guilty? Hmm. Can I sit with the curiosity for a moment. And can I meet myself with compassion in that? Tuesday tidbits episode, this Tuesday tidbit that would have been, you know, two days ago, I am wearing the same clothes because I've just recorded them back to back, Um, which you can't see if you're listening, but you can see if you're on YouTube. Um, That Tuesday tidbit was around self-compassion as a nervous system regulation tool. Same use here, right? Oh, I feel guilty. That guilt induces a physiological response in our body. And we can regulate that. We can meet that with self-compassion to help us stay out of overwhelm. Or if we've slipped into overwhelm to bring us back down, to be able to say, you know what, I'm not a puppet being pulled by the strings of my, you know, guilt and Um, anxiety and fear and all of that. I have agency here. I have an ability to shift my state. I have an ability to meet myself in a way that doesn't make me feel um, belittled and wrong all the time. I come back to that self-compassion. Oh, I I feel really guilty and I'm trying to figure this out and I'm going to be patient with myself and I'm going to be loving. It's just a simple conversation with yourself. Same way that you talk to a friend. That's probably the best, like, uh, what do you call that? That's the best shortcut way of thinking about self-compassion. What would you say to your child? What would you say to a friend? What would you say to someone you love so deeply when they were hurting, when they were suffering, when they were confused? You wouldn't blame them. You wouldn't shame them. You'd meet them love and understanding and being like, I'm sorry that this is how it is right now. What can I do? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. Come find me over on Instagram. If you've got questions or if you're on YouTube, you can, of course, pop your comments in the comment section below. It's been a really long time since I have asked for ratings and reviews on this podcast. Um, but if you haven't done that, if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, I would love it if you take just the 30 seconds that it would take to do that. Um, I believe the only place you can leave a review is on Apple Podcasts, but I think you can leave stars in other places. Um, So I would love, if you're loving the podcast, absolutely please, you know, do that. It would be so helpful to me. I read all the comments when they do come through. It's been a little while since I've asked, so there haven't been any new ones for a while, but I read them and it makes all the difference in the world. So thank you. I appreciate you for being here. Let me know if you've got questions. and Until next week, keep being kind to yourselves, friends. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at EricaWebb underscore Self Kind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, EricaWebb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.